Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31. I would like to read the whole thing. This is a tribute to, to uh, not only women, but to mothers. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband doeth safety, trust in her, so that he shall have no be to spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax, and worketh rolling away with her hands. She is like the merchant ships, she brings her food from afar. She writheth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and he pours them to her maidens. She considereth a field, and buyeth them. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. She girded her loins with strength, and strengthened her arms. She preceded Perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goes not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretches out her hands and pour, yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for, for all her household are clothed to scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen, and selleth it, and delivers curses unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is of all kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and needeth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up, and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. <clears throat> Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hand, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In Ephesians chapter 6, a little encouragement here. Great encouragement. The Apostle Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That word power is the resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead. Now, why would he say be in the power of God? It's because we need the power, the resurrection power surging through us. It's the same power that uh, caused the soldiers there to faint and the stone to be removed. And Jesus, of course, the power, the resurrection power surging through Jesus, that life, and he walked out of that grave. Uh, that same power that kept the soldiers in that uh, state of mind where Jesus walked right on past them. It's the same power. And the word might is actually administering that power, that power uh, being demonstrated. So what does that mean for us? It means that we need to walk in that. And we don't need to tolerate the things that the flesh tells us or the devil tells us that we, can, we have power over those things. We have power to live the life that Jesus has called us to live and to bless other people, pray for people. And believe him for miracles today. The same power. That's the power that's spoken of here. And actually, that is from the Greek. So uh, be encouraged today. Don't be down in the dumps. But be encouraged that God is going to use us every day. And expect miracles when you're praying for people. And as you're in conversations with people. And all throughout the day. Because that resurrection power is available for all who believe. Amen. Would the young people come forward? Are we going to have the young people go out? Here they come. Hey, you guys look great. Are you all going to honor your mothers today? Okay, okay, I know you are. All right, what are you going to do? What have you done to bless her today? Because you know, just, that's blessing her. You're right, Bridget. Bridget knows I'm blessed. That's right. You know, when you say Happy Mother's Day, you, that's a blessing for your mother, okay? That is a, that's a blessing. So let's just pray together. Father, thank you for these that we have, the wonderful blessing of
of them being here at Lighthouse Fellowship. We pray that you would touch them, you would spur them on to walk with Jesus every day of their lives. Bless Kathy as she teaches. Anoint her in the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing Jesus Loves Me. We can't get away with it don't get without doing it, can we? Let's sing. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Yes, indeed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you do? Do you, do you sing it? Do you sing it during the day? Okay. That's great. That is good. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> this is our prayer time. I want to just stop. Uh, John Pierce is over here at Clear Lake on the heart side. We need to lift him up in prayer. He went through surgery early this morning, and he's had some in and out. He's been in the hospital for a week now, but uh, we need to pray for healing for John and also strength for Susan and the family. Uh, so be in prayer for him. He's got some, some uh, different uh, issues, but we know God overcomes them all. And by his power and his might, remember? That's exactly. So we just want to begin with. We have others we're going to pray for too. But let's just right now lift up a special prayer for John and Susan there clearly. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bow. We thank you today that you hear our prayers. And Lord, we know when we pray and intercede, it's just as if we're standing right there by the bedside laying hands on John and Susan. And in the name of Jesus, we ask for healing. We speak healing throughout his body. We speak, Lord, recovery, restoration, and your power to surge in and through. He's your, son, he's your son and he's your servant. And we pray in Jesus' name to give supernatural strength to Susan as she burns the midnight oil and every member of the Pierce family. Lord, we ask that they would truly just continue to know they are ministering unto you, but they're also ministering to other people. And I know John is doing that to the staff and beyond. And so, dear God, today, we lift them up to you. Cover them in the blood of Jesus, dear Lord. And dear God, we pray that you would raise him up. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, also, we've got Brianna is over here still at St. John. Uh, they're still doing some tests, doing some things with her, some therapies. Also, Thelma. Remember Thelma Logan, if you would. Of course, Ray and Tony. Pray for Tony also and Ray. And then pray for uh, Louis and Audrey also. Be in prayer for strength for them. They've had some real challenges, but we know the Lord overcomes them. So believe and remember that resurrection power. And finally, brothers, be strong in his power and in his might. Amen? Okay, let's pray. Father, all these we lift to you today. Many people need healing, but you heal, dear God. And we come according as we pray for John and Susan. Pray for healing. Pray for Brianna. We pray for Thelma, Ray, Tony, Lois, and Audrey. We ask you, Lord, for uh, healing in their lives. Pray for healing for Dale. We pray for healing for Virginia, complete recovery in his, her eye in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord, uh, that uh, many are getting to see one another. We thank you for our college uh, young people, and we ask that you would direct them on the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. We pray, Lord, today for, for direction for Joshua. We pray, Father, whatever is going on and bringing up this anger and these things, we ask you even now that these will be bound and, Lord, you would loose a little uh, Joshua to be free in the Lord. And we pray that right now. We speak to that right now in Jesus' name. Pray for healing for Lynette. We pray for favor for Kendra as she uh, embarks upon some different things in her life, but also for provision that will take place. We thank you for the reunion with Lydia and the niece, and, and also uh, we pray for healing for uh, Jackie there in California. 
And we do pray for comfort for Elaine's son-in-law. We pray, Lord, for the many that uh, we lifted up last week also, that you would direct their paths. And may we praise and worship our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn to 2 Timothy. We're going to talk about Eunice and another lady, the Canaanite lady. Two uh, mothers and also women of influence. We've talked about Eunice before, but so important to understand, not just as we talk about mothers and how important they are in passing down their faith, but also uh, being that uh, any women, maybe you're not even a mother at this time, but you're a woman and you're a woman of influence, but we're also talking about the men. We'll talk more specifically when Father's Day comes. But we know that uh, we are, our main purpose is obviously to worship and glorify God, but also that we pass our faith down from generation to generation. And the influence is greater than what you realize. Why? Because of the grace of God. Because God's grace is greater than all of our sin. Because we see our imperfections. We see those. And God, remember, sees us. He looks through the blood of Jesus in that, in that uh, particular manner. He can't see, he doesn't look at us like we sometimes will project upon ourselves. We are forgiven completely, past, present, and future. And so we go forth with confidence. The enemy will tell you that you know you got so many flaws, there's no way you're going to make a difference in your, anybody's life around there. And that's not true. We do. We make a difference. And when you look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, one verse, the Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy when he says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Remember, eventually Timothy became the pastor there at the church of Ephesus. That was a big church that was there, very influential, but... In that church and in that time of history, there was great persecution of Christians. But he was the pastor. And, you know, I'm sure he was training leadership to go out. And they probably planted churches and all and so forth. He had a great responsibility. And at times, Timothy got discouraged. And when we get discouraged, we need to remember the faith that has been passed on through us. Now, you may say, but our fam my family was not really real churchy. Or my family was not this or that. Somewhere along the line, somebody was praying for you. So remember, bring that to remember. Somebody was praying for you. And you may feel like in one way or another was kind of late in life for all this to take place. It's never too late. God doesn't look at time like we do. God says, I want to use you right now as a woman, a mother of influence, a certainly man of influence or a child of influence, whatever it may be. So when we look at this, Paul is saying, remember that faith. Because faith is actually, again, what moves the heart of God. And being a woman of influence in the home is certainly, if we truly are, then we will leave a godly legacy. A legacy, and that's what it's all about. We're not determine how much money we can save, although we need to do and be prudent. We need to be good stewards, and we need to obviously uh, serve others. But it's leaving a godly uh, legacy. <coughs> and also, <clears throat> you know, we look at Eunice today. And uh, she was Timothy's mother, and she left a godly legacy. And Paul was saying, remember now, your faith was passed down to you. You need to be thankful. In Acts 16, he says, He came to Derby, and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was a Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. They believe possibly that Timothy's father was not a believer in Jesus Christ. And so that even makes it sometimes what we may perceive to be more difficult because our spouse is not a believer. That actually during this time, and so Eunice still held on to her faith and she passed it on to her son. And obviously he was recognized enough to where he is a part of the 66 books in the Bible. 
the influence that you and I can have because we could come up with all types of excuses and saying, well, I can't leave a godly legacy or, you know, there are challenges. We all have challenges with that. We all sometimes seem to see our humanness and how big that is. And yet God looks at our heart. Remember what he did with King David? David was not really uh, very um, handsome in that way, and he was not real tall like some of the other kings and all and stuff. And remember, the Bible says that he doesn't look at outward appearances. He looks at our hearts. And so if you have a heart today to leave a godly legacy, that's because God's Spirit has been working in you to even desire to leave a godly legacy. And he has a way of doing that if you'll just participate and surrender your life to him. And certainly we know that it's his work that will do that. Eunice left a godly legacy here. We talk about parents, you know, two parents, certainly. I believe that society is based upon the foundation of the family. And and certainly you need two parents to be able to do this. That doesn't negate the people who have gotten a divorce or maybe they've lost their spouse or for whatever reason they're single or whatever it may be. But I want to tell you, when you're looking to Jesus to do these things in and through your lives, is that he's going to fulfill that. It seems to be that certainly we know that uh, both parents are needed to be able to give guidance to those children, and that is the ideal situation But we know God works through the situations that you're in because of his great love for you and for me. So Eunice was in a marriage that appears like they didn't share the same faith. And so when we look at this today, how is it that she can still glorify God and and continue to pass down that legacy to be that woman of influence? In 1 Peter it says, Wives, in the same way, Be submissive to your husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives, your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way that holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands like Sarah who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. So I believe the first thing we look at is is that women of influence, uh, they submit And you can also say they are humble here. It says there in that 1 Peter chapter 3, in the same way be submissive here. Titus chapter 2 says, Be subject to your husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. Ephesians 5 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Colossians 3 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting unto the Lord. So how can you have any influence if you submit? Aren't you just a slave? May it be said, no. Submission does not equal a doormat. And submission does not mean let yourself be abused. And submission means that you put your husband ahead of yourself, certainly not your husband ahead of God. We always obey God first, just like the apostles did in Acts chapter 4 when it said, but Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it's right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. What submission really means is that you trust God to take care of you and that you trust God to work in your husband's life. Now, I'm going to expand this and say whoever it is that you want to have an influence over, it could be certainly, in this case, your children, your grandchildren, is that you are to trust God to take care of you. You're to trust God that you can pass that influence down to your children and your grandchildren. Some of you, or maybe many of you, are praying for some of your children because today they're not walking with the Lord. They're not walking in the ways of God. 
And you need to pray for them and know the influence that you have in praying for them and trusting God for the outcome is more powerful than we would ever realize. Again, we go back to Ephesians 6.10. And now, remain in that power and that might, the power that's released to be able to change lives. Haven't you seen people today, you know, they were going in one direction and somehow, you know, God got a hold of them and they went in the opposite direction. Maybe they were just totally uh, derelict and they were going one way and God got a hold of them. Your prayers are powerful to do that today, but you've got to trust God to take care of them and you've got to trust God to work in their lives that they will come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and walk with the Lord. We're, leaving, we're living in treacherous times. You know, it seems like we've got aircraft carriers all over the world now because everything seems to be explosive. We hope it doesn't literally mean that, but we never know. There are people out there today that are crazy today, leaders and people just seem to be wackos out there. We need to trust and we need to pray like we've never prayed before. So do you believe the word of God? Live as though you do. Be submissive here. If you're married to somebody that maybe, or you have a relationship, or maybe you know someone or whatever, and they do not know Jesus Christ, know that you can have an influence. And sometimes it's through a divine appointment. You may somehow cross paths with a person, or you may have a relationship with someone and so forth. Then let your humility And the reflection of Jesus in and through your life to that individual make changes there. The Spirit can use you. That's what God is saying here, that the influence of a godly woman can bring that non-Christian husband to the Lord because of their character, just like said read in Proverbs 31 there. It's not always easy. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to submit to put your husband ahead of yourself. Our pride doesn't want to do that. But overcome that with the strength of God and be courageous and submit and humble yourselves before the Lord. God has placed this echelon of authority into place. And we know today that many are uh, uh, husbands and, and, and all, they're AWOL. They're out. They're not taking the leadership roles. The enemy has come along and destroyed the marriages and the foundation of society today. But our faith stands because the strength that God gives us in his power and in his might. The second thing is, as a woman of influence, he definitely prays. We've been talking about it here. Those who have sincere faith pray. They pray. Prayer is not just something you do. It's something that goes hand in hand with faith here. If you don't have faith, you'll not be praying. If you do have faith, you'll recognize your need for God more and more, and you will pray more and more. Eunice was a woman of sincere faith. Eunice certainly then was a woman of prayer. If you want your kids to be left with a godly legacy of you, you need to pray for them. Let them see you pray. Verbalize your prayer in front of them. Talk about prayer. Talk about the Lord around them. You don't have to beat them over the head with this and that, but there are different opportunities that we have to be able to share our faith with our children and our grandchildren. I may have told you all this past week, but Cindy and I have talked about this, and I may have shared with you. Please forgive me if I did, but with Rex, our grandson. I was holding him one day and I started singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. And he, he pulled back from me and looked at me right straight in the face. He pulled back and held back the whole, well, as I sang the whole chorus of Jesus loves me, this I know. And he didn't say a word. He just looked at me straight in the eye. And Cindy was watching what was happening. And she and I talked later and she said, What do you think was happening there? Do you think that his spirit man was receiving the actual, the word about the love of Christ for him? And I said, yes, I believe it was. So in that few moments, he'd get turned to yesterday. He's two years old. And when I sang, Jesus loves me, this I know, he reared back and looked at me. Something was happening. And you know, sometimes even with kiddos, you don't think anything's happening. You know, when our kiddos come up here and we pray for them and we talk to them, and of course, Bridget, she's the outspoken one, right, Marsha? 
She's the right, right, Jennifer. She, she, she's the outspoken one. She would speak up. But listen to what she said when she said that. And I said, did you bless your mother today? And you know, what did she say? She said, I told her happy Mother's Day. All right? And you don't think sometimes with these kids, nothing is happening. But you see, if a woman of influence wants to leave a godly legacy, then we'll know by faith, because it's all by faith. It's not anything we're doing anyway. It's not. It is the spirit of the living God that's changing these young people's lives. We had four today. We have, their lives are going to be changed. They're not going to be the same today when they leave the church. They're going to be changed because they're being taught the word of God. They're being taught by an influence there. And the influence we have in the home is powerful. And you remember the, the little girl that came one, one Sunday, and uh, she comes, I think, periodically. And she said, I'd like, I, I go to church, but she said, I'd like to come to this church. And I said, why is that? She said, because y'all sing Jesus Loves Me, this I know. I went, wow. Isn't that great? You see. I'm going to leave a legacy in your children and your grandchildren. Eunice there, Timothy's mother, she did that. The scriptures are filled with exhortations to pray. In Ephesians 6, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. In Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. And then he goes on to say, And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How many of you this past week, don't raise your hand, that you had times of anxiety? Okay, Something was going on and you were anxious. What's the Bible say? Don't be anxious about anything, but with prayer and supplication. And then he says, With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I'm just asking you today, Holy Spirit, that you would remind us when we get in an anxious moment that we would pray. Because you said don't be anxious about it, doesn't he? Doesn't he say in the Bible to cast all of our cares on him? Because why? He cares for us. Every care. If you've got a care in here today, I want to encourage you, cast it on the Lord. Lord, and you go, how do I do that? Can't just tell him. I cast it on you. I can't carry it. I'm putting it on your shoulders, Jesus, because you can carry it and you can bear up under my burdens. And whatever it is, if you've got a loved one who's wayward and they're not walking with the Lord, you don't know what's going on. Don't be anxious and cast that care upon the Lord because he cares for you. And he can work a whole lot more quicker and a whole lot more powerful than we can. But by our prayers, we move the heart of God. That's what happened to Eunice. I guarantee you that Eunice was praying for Timothy. You're praying for your children, your grandchildren, aren't you? You're praying for them. That's a blessing too. You know, why should we be praying? It's because so our kids and, and our, our grandchildren will live a life worthy of the Lord and experience the blessings that come with being a, a child of God. Colossians chapter 1, listen to this. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way. You ever thought about that? Are you pleasing the Lord in every way? You know what pleases the Lord? Praying for your children, praying for your grandchildren, praying for your family, praying for our country, praying for revival, praying that God would move and change people's hearts. And these people that are out on the streets, the anarchists that we see happening, where they're not our enemy. The enemy, Satan is our enemy. We need to love these people and pray for them and ask God to bring them into the kingdom of God. They won't be out on the streets destroying property that doesn't belong to them. That's what God is saying. God is saying we pray for them. We're to live our lives in the strength of the Lord in obedience and pray because our prayers are effective. So that woman submits, she prays, but also a woman of influence loves. She loves. Love's required if you're going to leave any positive legacy here. Love is the basis of all that we do. And Eunice learned 
loved her son Timothy enough to pass on a legacy of faith there. Wives are the love, their husbands, their children, their grandchildren, their influence is powerful without love. It's impossible for us to live, leave a godly legacy. My mama loved, okay? And my mama loved through some time when she said no is that I knew she meant no. She wasn't wishy-washy about it, and she didn't speak some foreign language when she said no. No meant no in English, and it was real plain to me. And maybe you had a mother like that too. My mother said no. My mother loved. But you know what? I look back at my mother and the legacy she, she left, and I realize today, I'm grateful today, that when she said no, she meant no. There wasn't a whole lot of bargaining with my mother. There wasn't a whole lot of, uh, of uh, about tossing things back and forth about a discussion and so forth. When mom said no, that's what she meant. And you know, I have high respect today because the same way that my mother taught me and setting boundaries and, and walking in the truth and so forth is operating in my life today. So what has happened is my mother has passed her faith down into my heart. So is my father, certainly. But she meant what she said. And obviously she said what she meant. And y'all know that means something. A lot of times a day, we feel like that we have to be, uh, the, as parents, the children's friend. And that's a time for that later. But when you're, when you're parenting, you're the parent, they're the child. Go ahead and establish that and set the boundaries there. You're not abusing. You're not somehow withholding good things from their lives. In fact, if you don't do that, you will be withholding the blessing of the Lord in their lives. Set the boundaries and stick to it. We were out, again, use Rex. <laughs> we were out and uh, took him out to get something to eat, he was sitting there, and he takes his, his, his uh, cars, he's got trucks and everything we carry in, we got a whole slew of stuff we carry in. <laughs> bam, 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 bam on the table. And I went, Rex, look at that, look at Pop. He looks at me, and I said, don't do that, because you know what will happen if you continue to do that. Now he's two. So he's not talking completely, but he understands exactly what you're saying. And he looked at me, and he went on, he didn't bang anymore. That's all I said. Because he knew I was going to take it away. Just stick by what you say. Don't abuse. Not at all. You don't have to get angry. Just set the boundaries. Kids are looking for boundaries today. That's what they need, and that's what they're asking for, really. Love them. That means loving them. But love means sacrifice. You remember what happened there with the mother who appeared before King Solomon who loved her child so much that she was willing to give him up forever, forever rather than to bring any harm? Was willing to give up her child. And uh, remember, Solomon said, I know now who the real mother is. That mother didn't want any harm coming to her children. Love means we sacrifice. God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever shall believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He sacrificed his only begotten son. And we show our love and leave our legacy by sacrificing here. We are to love here. Four scholars were arguing over Bible translations. And one said he preferred the King James Version because of its beauty, eloquent, and old English. Another said he preferred the American Standard for its literalism, the way it moves the reader from passage to passage with confident feelings of accuracy from the original text. A third man preferred another translation because it was quaint, penetrating use of words, the, term, the turn of a phrase that captures an, a, the attention of the reader. And after giving the issue further thought, the fourth scholar admitted, I personally preferred my mother's translation. When the other scholars chuckled, he responded, yes, she translated it. She translated each page of the Bible into life. It's the most convincing translation I've ever seen. Walking the walk every day. And that presents challenges. And we need God, don't we? And as women of influence, we need God. And also men, fathers, husbands, um, out in the marketplace, wherever you may be. But don't be discouraged. 
because God says it can be done. And just like said, read in Proverbs 31, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. And many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Quickly, there's a woman there in, in the region of Tyra in Sodom. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. She's bothering us, really. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very month, from that very hour. That's Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. She was a Canaanite mother there. She had a demon-possessed daughter, and she refused to take no for an answer. She was going to see her daughter delivered. The no- mother went to the right person, Jesus. That's who we go to, isn't it? This mother also would not be overcome by discouragement when Jesus said, I've come to... Uh, to the Israelites, to the Jewish people there. And she wouldn't take no for an answer. And the mother persisted in the right way. And then she came and worshiped him and said, Lord, help me. That's my prayer many times. And that is a wonderful, theological, correct prayer when you say, Lord, help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. I pray that throughout the day at various times. She would not be detoured. But this mother did not argue with Jesus, but accepted what he said. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. The Lord obviously was there, and he was not in any way, in that sense, trying to put her off. But I believe in a way he was pushing to see where her faith lied. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. And knock, and it will be opened. Then it goes on to say, and it's a continuous uh, imperative that means keep on asking, Keep on seeking and keep on knocking. You've asked for something, continue to ask and let God deliver. Because in that time of asking, God begins to change our hearts and he begins to change situations and he begins to change the hearts of those people that you're praying for. And there's an answered prayer that comes. Her daughter was demon-possessed. Can you imagine how desperate she was? Sometimes we're not desperate enough and sometimes we don't hang on. We ask one time and then we just sort of stop. Yeah, God heard us the first time. But God wants us to push in and press in on him. God wants us to know him. And he's a God that says, keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. And in that time, he changes our hearts. And he says, there's the faith I wanted to see because it builds faith in us when we see the answer to prayer. But also this mother's undaunting faith was rewarded by Jesus. And then Jesus answered and said to her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you have desired. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Matthew 15, 28. In closing, there are some principles of faith here I want us to look at real quick about what I believe is so important here. Much of what is done in our faith and in our belief system is not done in these four walls. It's done out in the marketplace. And so when we leave this place, it's really where the rubber hits the road. Much of what happens is out in the home, obviously, as far as a woman of influence and also a woman, uh, a mother who wants to leave a legacy for her children. Much of what's done is behind the doors, closed doors. And no one may never see you as far as a human being, but God Almighty sees how you're doing and how you're responding. So I want to be encouraging to you today, whatever you do, Do as unto the Lord. And wherever God has placed you, in that place I call of assignment, because we've talked about Nehemiah in the last few weeks. We've talked about the burden of the vision of what you're called to do and your purpose. And I mentioned this. There are some that believe that a lot of Christians, a high percentage of Christians, true Christians, do not fulfill their purpose 
here on this earth because you have a destiny and you have a purpose. And I want to share with you today, don't give up on that. Keep walking because it's a place of assignment that God has placed you to where there are miracles and there are blessings. And pray in the marketplace where you are, in your place of assignment for those miracles and destiny to be fulfilled and the presence of the Lord. Pray for that because it will change the atmosphere. If you're in a place where obviously it's not really godly, necessarily real godly, pray that God would change the atmosphere in that place and your place of assignment because you're bringing that blessing into that place that sometimes is vile and corrupt and I mean all types of things are happening and God can change the atmosphere and it's a place of your assignment that God has placed you there for. Now also you can do that here certainly and it's very important. So this coming week, think about it. Where God has placed you, ask God to use you to make a difference in other people's lives in that place of assignment. Now, what happens is that when you step out to fulfill your assignment, remember what happens is the enemy says, no, 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 you're not either. I'm going to lie and I'm going to try to cheat you out of that destiny that you want, you want to leave for the Lord and also for your children and also for others that are left here. And remember, and so you need courage to be able to do that. You need to be determined and you need to have faith. Remember uh, Bartimaeus in the scriptures? Remember? He was what, a short guy. <laughs> he, got, when he, he got up on the tree, in the tree and, you know, and, and he, was, he was determined to see Jesus. Remember the lady with the issue of blood? She was determined to get healed. The doctors had given up, but she was determined by faith. She said, I am going to do this. What happens many times in Christians' lives are they lose that determination. They lose that zeal. They lose that focus. They lose that vision that God has given you and your purpose that God wants to use you in the kingdom of God. And you lose it and you begin to drift away from it and you forget all about it. In Habakkuk chapter 2, it says, write the vision down. He tells him, write the vision down. But you and I have to come to a place of determination and that takes an impartation, I believe, from the Spirit of God and say, I am determined to fulfill what God has for me no matter how many more years I have here on this earth. And let me give you a good example. My daughter, <laughs> our daughter, <laughs> she just got a new job. And uh, our daughter, Allison, she doesn't like change. Y'all like change? I don't. If you like change, great. God's blessed you with that gift. And so she just changed. It was a real blessing because it's closer to home and it worked out because the other job, there's changes that were going on and all. She has good reputation what she does as a CPA and uh, all this accounting stuff that she does. And so um, she came home and um, the first night and Cindy was there. Cindy is her counselor <laughs> and also her mother. And they sit and hey had a little powwow and talked and she was distraught about it. Oh, it's just, it's too much. There's nobody there. The systems have not been created. The programs haven't been created for what she'll need to be able to fulfill her responsibilities and all these challenges. It wasn't like what she had before that was already established and for seven, eight years, ever how long she was at the last job that she was able to go in and so forth. I mean, it was uh, some real challenges there. But she's going to have to start all over in a way. And so she, Cindy, worked, talked with her and, and all and so forth. And, and that's the way we are. And then the next night when she came home, she was much better. But I believe that we, what happened with her and with all of us in a situation like that is you determine in your heart that I'm going this way and I'm going to do it no matter what. And you come to a place to where you come in your heart stance to say, I am going to do it. Now, that is a principle, I believe, of our life. Because if you as a mother, or you as a woman of influence, 
and I'll go with the fathers today also, our persons who are here, that you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ if you're determined to follow him and not be caught up in this world doing all the things that everybody else is doing and you want to be a believer and a follower, a devout lover of the Lord Jesus Christ, determine in your heart today that you're going to do it. And I guarantee you, you'll fulfill your destiny also. It's the same way with everything in life. Determine in your life here. The question is, is your life on the path that you want it to be right now? Is it trending in the way you want? Ask the Lord. Clarify it, Lord. Call it out. Call it in. All right, obviously, we've got to be believing for it. Write that vision down. And don't wait. Be bold today. Take action today. Remember last week we were talking about the fact when God speaks, he expects us to respond. He doesn't take and come in. Now we need clarity and we go back to him sometimes. And he's real gracious with that. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes we've heard God and we know he's, he's told us to do something and then there's quiet. Remember, he, it's all of a sudden things to be shut down. Just do what God tells you to do. Be bold about it. Step out in faith. When you step out in faith, you watch what happens to your circumstances and the things that you obviously are dreaming for. And God has placed those things there anyway. Remember when uh, the priests, I believe they put their feet in the water of the Jordan River, they parted. When uh, Moses stood there, the Red Sea had parted. He stepped out in faith. And the same way with us, when we are bold in our faith, we have an attitude and determination in our hearts is that we need to step out in faith and do it right now. Don't wait. Has God shown you something to do that you're kind of, are you waiting on and so forth? Be bold and step out. And I'm going to say, I'm going to speak this confession. Get this in your heart. And I'm saying this before the Lord. I proclaim, and you can just think it, say it in your own heart or speak it out. I have the grace I need for today. I proclaim this. I confess this, Lord. I have the grace that I need for today. I have the power, strength, and determination that I need today. Right now, I'm confessing that. You're making a confession. You speak it out that it's not too late to fulfill my destiny and my purpose. I confess that. It is not too late to fulfill my purpose and my destiny. I have not missed the window of opportunity to receive the favor of God in my life. I have not missed that. You have not missed that opportunity to step out in faith and fulfill your destiny. There's a window of opportunity. The devil will say you missed it. No need to mess with it any longer. No, you're not either. I confess we have not, and you confess it also. You say, how do I know about that particular purpose and so forth? Then the question I would ask, and I'll leave you with this, if you could do anything that you would want to do, what would it be? What is it that you want to be today and to do? What is it in your life? What would it be? Whatever God shows you, move out in faith, and God will obviously meet us there. Pray for miracles, our destiny, and the presence of the Lord. Call them out by faith and believe our God. All that happens in the kingdom of God, of everlasting, eternal consequences, are by faith. I call it out by faith for you today. I have not, I confess, I have not missed my opportunity to fulfill God's destiny in my life. Woman of influence. Maybe in some ways you go, well, as a mother, I was, didn't do things always the right way. None of us do. As fathers, we don't. That's why Jesus came. But God is saying today, you haven't missed your destiny. 
and you haven't missed your calling, you haven't missed your purpose, God is saying today, you need to step out and obey right where you are and allow the power of God to be released in your life, into your family, into the environment that you're in, in the marketplace, in that place of assignment that you've been placed in by God Almighty, wherever it may be. It doesn't have to be in the pulpit. Remember, that's just for a short time. Who I really am and when I get out of here where you see who I really am and how I respond. God's saying today, He's calling you. He's saying today, you haven't missed that window of opportunity. Just believe Him and step out in faith and watch the, the waters part as you walk, you walk right through on dry ground. Amen? That's who our God is. Follow the Lord today. You may have one desire, and you go, I'm not sure of all the, 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 the details of the vision. I have a burden for this. I don't know. Begin to be obedient, and God will open up more for you. He wants to see if you'll be obedient to what he's called you to do. You haven't missed it. Because we look at our age and we limit God. We think, well, it's too too far gone for me. No, it's not either. You're sitting here today and you're not too far gone. Okay. God's going to use you mightily in the kingdom of God. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word, your truth. We thank you for the many, many godly women here. Every person, every woman here. The influence of a woman. The, the, the influence of a mother influence of fathers and, and people in this congregation today, dear God, go far beyond. It's like great, great power and might like your word says. Help us to believe you. Not uh, hold back because, well, there's no way I can accomplish that. Whatever may be going through your mind right now, we ask you, Father, fulfill your destiny and your purpose in every life here as we seek your face and seek to do your will. We love you, Jesus. And let this be a happy Mother's Day for every mother, everyone that maybe said, I didn't get it right all the time. We just ask you, Lord, to go and, and just bless them, show them. That's why you sent Jesus. And so, Lord, today we thank you for the precious gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.